You are now live. Live and direct. With DJ Sus One. You know what up? It's the feature presentation, DJ Sus One. Another episode. You know what it is. We got hip-hop legend in the building, Texas legend. He's chilling right now with the hat on somewhere tropical. Slim Bug. What's up, boy? I'm good, boss. You know, just trying to, uh, you know, drug disasters in the city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely, stay warm. I definitely want to talk to you about that because Texas is going through a real hard time right now. And, you know, I wanted to ask you your opinion on what you think people can do. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a few. I want to talk about the new record. You know what I'm okay. saying? Black Queen. Hey. What, what inspired that? Was it simply just Black History Month or what inspired you to um, put out this record? I was doing a little Instagram live and I was playing the beat and I was in the studio. I, I usually do this. If I can't think of what to talk about, I go on Instagram and then I play the beat and be like, man, what y'all think I should talk about on this beat? A lady said, talk about your black queen. So um, after I got that, I proceeded to write about it and um, came back in like an hour and played it for the people. They liked it, and they tell, they kind of guided everything about it. They was like, man, you should put this out right now. You know, uh, it's Black History Month. Yeah, you should put it out now and do all this. And, and yeah, so I just kind of went with the comments and went with what the people were saying So and, and gave them a, 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 a true description of what I believe is a Black queen. Nice. Um, you got another uh, Mackin, and, you know, the perfectly placed <laughs> Rolex right now with the shades. <laughs> Explain to me the Mackin record the as well. Mackin, re- Mackin re- record with who? People check it out. It's something different, but it's grown. And it's something that the older person who uh, enjoy, you know, the older type of style of Texas rap would definitely uh, enjoy. De- I keep speak- it the same. Speaking about getting older, you're not old, but, you know, you're getting older than the 18-year-olds, obviously. You just turned 40 not too long ago. Right. Um, how does it feel like, did, did you feel different? being 40 and knowing all the energy that and how long you've been in the game and the hip hop game that did it feel surreal or different? Did you feel like, damn, I'm getting old. Did you feel like, damn, I'm getting mature. Like, how, how right. did you feel? I mean, you definitely just, you feel that you're getting older in the game and you're growing in the game. And, uh, like I said, I'm not aiming for the young man crowd. It's a young man's game. The kids can have the radio, you know, to me, I just kind of like connect with my direct audience. You know, I don't really even make clean versions or submit my stuff to the radio often. I yeah. do stuff directly for my fans. Like right now, it was just like this, you know, I'm grown, this SDS vibes, Sugar Daddy Slim vibes. You know, I'm bracing everything OGs do, and we're going to make it cool. I just bought my first pair of uh, Jesus Walks the other day. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make everything OGs Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yo, well, yeah. speaking, of, speaking of grown man business, grown man vibes, man, there's something I wanted to talk to you about because it's actually something I'm trying to um, do right now. And it said right here that you um, have a construction company in Houston. Right. Exactly. That's black owner. I was like construction. I, yeah. So I'm trying to get into that over here in New York. And, you know, just curious, is that a difficult business? Is it all the rich people I know are either in real estate, stocks or construction? It's like unless you're unless you're a superstar, talented rapper or R&B singer or pop star or something. It's always real estate, stocks or construction. So what made you get into construction? And, um, you know, is it a good business to be in? It came on a whim. Like, you know, I have been doing construction, like not construction, really like buying houses and flipping them like for a minute. But this came about boss like construction came about with me and my friends and they gave me a day in the city and we was already giving like turkeys out and toys for Christmas, but we wanted to take it a step further and see what we can do in the city. So uh, they gave us a day and then we teamed up with our OG, you know, JG Hollins, who kind of already had a construction business going to lead us and guide us the way. And we built like 
a low income, brand new uh, community in the whole hood we come from, Acres Home. Nice. You know, it was like 10 plus homes to make it, you know, we made it look nice. So that's how we kind of got into it. And after that, it was just like, you know, buy, flip, you know, build every once in a while. So that's how we got started. But in New York, you know, y'all prices are a lot higher. So it would be I know. I was going to ask you to, to, for that business. Do you have to have a lot of money to start? Like, can you start that business from nothing? You can start that business from nothing, man. You got to talk to, uh, you know what I'm saying? You got people out of your area who do it who uh, probably give seminars and everything. Like, I don't really know how y'all's work out there. Like I say, I, I know y'all uh, property is way more expensive, you know, but out here, it's not that bad. You can, like I said, we started in our old neighborhood, so we could get yeah. a house for, you know, 200000 you know, or even less that needed a lot of work, you know what I'm saying? So that's how we would kind of do it, buy it, put the work in there, and then resell it, you know? Grown man talk. Is there any other investments that you suggest or that you're into? You know what I'm saying? Being older and thinking about residual income besides right. music. Real estate is definitely. That's why I haven't done stock, but then people tell me, no, it's more strategic. It's about picking the stocks that's going to be around. You smart. You know what's been around. You know, Amazon ain't yeah. going nowhere. So do your research and just see what it was five years ago and where it's now. And you can kind of see where it's going to be in the next five years. So, you know, you just got to go. That's solid stocks that you can trust. Amazon, Tesla, Apple, you know, they might go up and down, but they're going to continually rise for the most part. And I'm basic. I don't know much about it. I'm just getting started into it, too. But alpha, even simple apps like Robinhood, they color chart you. They say green, uh, buy this, this. It's easy to, you know, comprehend it. You know, I know a lot of people think and look at them lines and think, man, I don't know what this is, but it really breaks it down in an easier way if you go on like Robin Hood. Like even me, Slim Thug on there, understanding what's going on, you know what I'm saying? But really, yeah. I, I bought GameStop back at $7 and it skyrocketed really? all the way up. See, but the reason why I bought GameStop is because it was a pandemic and I was like, what stock should I buy? What are people going to be doing? A game that is stuck in the house, they're going to be playing games, you know what I'm saying? So I bought it on a whim for that, you know, but it's just like that. That's how stocks work. You can do that with anything that you know is going to be popping in a minute. You can, you know, and it's that easy. You can do it on your phone, cash app. So it's like it's coming real easy. And a lot of people are like coming to me like, hey, bro, you doing this and doing that. So it's, it's the people are definitely tuning in more than ever and just need money in the bank and getting nothing from it. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Real quick, quick shout out to my 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 uh, my people at Earn Your Leisure because this is what they talk about all the time. You know, pushing this type of narrative in our in our culture. Have you made a lot of money? Not to count your money, but has that been like? A- I, have, I have not made a lot of money out of it. I got started last year, and mm-hmm. and that was my first year. And what I would do is I would see, uh, I would buy, and then if it dropped. You know, I, I'm like, I'm steady looking at it like, man, it's dropping, you know, like Moderna. Let's talk about Moderna. I bought Moderna at a, a good price and it dropped. I was just impatient and I sold it, you know, and we got a, you know, Amazon, some safe, but really it went back up. So I haven't really made a whole lot of money because I had the hot pocket and I was like, you know, so now I'm still learning too, you know, but I have made money though, but I haven't made a whole lot. Just making, uh, he, he my, my homeboy is up already. And this, wow. for, for and this how year, long, and how, oh, this, year. this year, this year, since January, I already up 300,000 because it's a crazy world right now. Stuff is, is stuff is booming. You know, like, oh, look, I hope we could talk outside this interview. So we get on three way call with your boy right. so we can understand in detail exactly and precisely what he did so that we can do. The right. Same. 
Exactly. It'll make you pay attention. You know, it'll be like, oh, what? Uh, it'll make you like, yeah, you'll take it more serious once you see people win. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I don't want to sound generic, but, you know, I have a lot of new viewers, a lot of young viewers. And I want you to talk about DJ Screw a little bit because, you know, this generation doesn't really know or doesn't remember. And your relationship with DJ Screw and what he meant for the culture and for Texas and just for everything, you know, just real quick, if you don't okay. mind. Well, DJ Screw is like the Texas uh, GOAT, you would say, because of how influential he was, you know, not just to Texas, to the whole world. So DJ Screw started on the south side of town, and he's from the south side, and that was their culture, all right? So I didn't really have a direct connection with Screw because I was from the north side. Yeah. And that was like a Crippin' Blood kind of thing at the time. We was kind of beefing. But DJ Screw them didn't really mess with the north side, which made us create our own thing was which was swisher house me mike jones powwow chameleon you know that's why we started that big so, movement big movement but go ahead <laughs> but that's our influence by dj screw you know he it was him slowing the records down mm-hmm. it was the way they rap you know the little kiki's fat pets you know the style of just freestyling up you know new york you come in there you gotta have your bars right in texas when you was in dj screw it was more about just saying whatever was from the top of your head you know what i'm saying until you mess up and passing the mic, so they he brought that that style of rap around, and um, I made millions out for that. You know, that's what how I came up with the freestyle. This is what most people who knew Slim Thug in the beginning in the nineties, they only knew me from Chop the Screw music. You wouldn't know me because you ain't listen to Chop the Screw music, so you wouldn't have a clue who I was. You know? Yeah, I knew about it, but I wasn't on right. it. Like it exactly. So if you wouldn't own it, you wouldn't have a clue about who who these guys was, and that's all I did till I I did the deal for real. But DJ Screw is the, like I say, the pioneer of so much. And, and that style of rap, even the sip and serve and all that, they, that made it so influential. Like it was just so influential, everything he was doing that he even took to. I remember we used to ride and do a promo in New York and we have our little cup, me and Power Wild, and y'all would be like, what are y'all? So y'all out here sipping cow syrup. And y'all used to look at us dumb and to see everybody in New York sipping syrup now and do it. Yeah, you know now, them saying? records was popping up here, though. This, this, a lot of I records know, was moving up here. But to break that barrier in the beginning, it was so much like disrespect. Like, hey, like what are y'all doing in the country? You know, y'all. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was young, yeah. but I heard the stories. I heard, like, it was very hard to break people in New York. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, not just New York, everywhere, though. I'm just saying, because it was like, we from Texas. We got these grills, these 10X shirts and stuff. So people were like, man, who's the country, dude? But yeah. it, it, at the end of the day, when Lil Wayne did it, it went worldwide and went crazy. And it just kept getting here even today. But uh, yeah. DJ Screw was the dude who was behind all of, all of that, you know, style of everything. So uh, he the one who made the music that blew it up or whatever the whole lifestyle so he's very influential in so rest many ways yeah very influential rest in peace to the goat dj speaking of the um texas talent let's talk about some of the new um how do you feel about like all the texas talent right now? like dj chose who's killing it right now making I'm the proud, man. it's beautiful to see the youngsters getting it because we so independent and usually don't get a lot of that you know in texas so it's going crazy right now uh i've seen b king post his plaque for then leave then we got back a couple of days later, DJ chose do the one for Thick. And then we got, of course, the Travis Scott's doing what they do and the Megan the Stags and the Lizzo's and the new girl Erica, Erica Banks. Banks. It's crazy, man. It's off the chain out there in Texas right now. 
And yeah, then man. You got the OGs like me, you know, in the kickback, just you know, doing it for the OGs. <laughs> well, I was gonna ask you, do you, do you have a relationship with the younger talent? Or are you just watching like like a proud? Um, I definitely. I mean, I don't be in the studio with a lot of them. You know, I really don't know them that well because we different generations. But it's always mm-hmm. a salute when I see them, and I definitely embrace them and show them up. And uh, you know, I'm proud of what they're doing. How they, you know taking the city to new levels man real life you know what i'm saying so i'm definitely proud to sit back and watch staying on texas like we were talking about earlier texas is going through a real hard time right now right um i want your thoughts on that and what you think can be done how people in the industry can help how maybe the the younger generation and the ogs from texas can help people outside of texas can help with thoughts i don't understand it still you know we never experienced nothing like this uh so you know this was nothing I expected. I had left before it came. Let me tell you, every time it's a huge flood coming to the mm-hmm. city, a hurricane, it's a the city is not made for disasters to me. I don't believe yeah. you'll get stuck in your house and your lights will go out and all of this stuff here, but you wouldn't expect that from a freeze. But it went to a whole new level, man. They say people didn't have electricity for days, no food, lines out the, you know. So far out the door at uh, H-E-B, you know, and rooms is overbooked. People still ain't got electricity and water. So it's like, I'm scared to go home on the cool because I like my house got flooded. Hard to hear so that. So it's like, I don't even have nothing to go home to. It's like, and I don't want to be out there trying to scramble for a hotel, you know, if it's already packed. So I got to kind of wait till it passes by a little bit. But man, I don't know. It sounds crazy, man. You know, it looked crazy for my house. Uh, but outside of that, man, I don't know exactly. I feel so. I, I'm just disappointed in the government officials who would even let this happen, you know. So I don't know exactly what the people need to be doing. I just want to put it on the government, you know. Of course, Trade the Truth and Relief Gang is out there like some damn superheroes yeah. saving lives and, you know, doing uh, what they do all the time when, dis- when disasters come. So, you know, big salute to them. Yeah, shout out to Trade the Truth. Yo, not to sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist because everybody <laughs> says they're crazy, but. I keep seeing these things on the gram, like the government's messing with the weather, with these harp systems. I don't know, because they're like, this doesn't happen in Texas. Now, I don't know if Never. or not. I don't know if that's true or not. Do you feel like there's any truth to that? Like the government? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them, man. Like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all either. But, man, this is getting too crazy. Like, oh, it's either that or the world about the end of summer, man. It's like, it's, it's too many disasters back to back. Like, it's like, what's really going on for real? Yeah, like, it seems crazy. The pandemic. Um, man, this, the pandemic is still going on right now. You know, yeah. Man? And this is happening. It's like, come on, man. Like, how much you gonna, How much can we take for it? It's getting too crazy out here. So, I don't know. I hope that ain't what it is. Because people are definitely losing lives behind this. So uh, I hope that ain't what it is, you know, but um, at the end of the day, no telling with these evil people, man. No yeah. Let's get back on a, um, a positive note. What's coming up for Slim Thug? What are you working on? I mean, you you know, you still one of the goats in music. You got the construction business. I'm, I'm, you, I'm sure you got right. other things going on. Talk to me about Slim Thug's world right now. And plus, you got the single out right now. I mean, really. Like, uh, I've been working. This is just this disrupted everything, by the way. <laughs> you know, this whole little storm. So I don't know. You know, everything going to be definitely probably pushed back a little bit. Yeah. But um, what I was working on before that, I was planning on dropping Sugar Daddy Slim Vibes, which is a project full of songs directed towards the lady female crowd. You know, but at the same time, it's for the players, too. You know, just some I feel like it's some grown music. You know what I'm saying? Grown rap. 
I like to rap my age and talk about stuff, you know what I'm saying, people my age want to hear. So uh, I think if people check it out, they'll vibe with it, you know what I'm saying? And I, that's pretty much it, doing that. You know, I'm always building cars, and now I'm going to have to go figure out my house situation, but that's what I've been up to right now. How do you feel about dropping music in this crazy time in the pandemic where you can't perform anywhere? Well, you could perform in Atlanta and Florida, but where you can't really tour, you can't really perform anywhere. You know what I'm saying? And you can't really work um, your music the way you want. You know, I know you go directly to your fans. Social media is a plus. But how do you feel about not being able to hit that stage, not being able to touch the people, not being able to go anywhere without a mask? You know, you got to think as a rapper, that's like 90 percent of your money, you know, doing shows. So, you know. Yeah. It's definitely not cool, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I would probably do music if just for me, you know what I'm saying? So I just do this because I love to do this. And um, I really kind of follow my follow the people who are my, my social media's lead. When they ask me for something new, I try to give it to them. I try to give a, a direct connection, you know, thing to my fans. And, uh, and I'm going to do that through whatever, you know. It's a pandemic. Is we can do shows, we can't do shows. I'm gonna just continue to deliver. Like what I don't, when I do music, I don't plan it enough to try to go number one and then like that. I just kind of drop it as it as it's finished, and I like it. You know, I, I'd rather grow from nothing, watch it grow from zero to you know whatever. And it's just something I've just been doing forever. I feel underground, and at the same time, I feel like a lot of dudes is I, I'm doing better than a lot of people so you know i feel good about where i'm at and, and making music as an og is, is there anything you haven't accomplished in music yet you've done so many hit, yeah. hit records so much music i mean is this it's still a lot man i mean like really honestly i'm not really in it to accomplish much i'm just in it to you know uh, uh but outside of just staying on top of who i am and delivering a good you know project you know that's really all i, I want to accomplish giving somebody some good quality music and get good feedback. You know, as long as I get good feedback from the people, I'm happy with it. I don't care if I go diamond. Now I would love to go diamond and don't get, you know, get messed up at the end of the day. I don't know what going diamond means in a streaming era now, bro. Going right, diamond exactly. With, with physical have? copies was 10 million. million or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Right. Do you consider yourself, and, you, and we'll close it out after this. Um, by the way, Black Queen, Slim Thug out right now. Do you consider yeah. yourself a Texas legend? Like, yeah. I know I know people call you that, but do you, you know, do you look at yourself like that? I know some people look at yourself like, you know, they don't see what other people see sometimes. Right. I know because they don't, like I say, a lot of the stuff I accomplished was uh, local. Like, it wasn't a worldwide thing. It was underground, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it goes, it goes even like right now. Like I, I haven't had a deal in so long. A lot of rappers who had deals don't look, don't look at me like I'm a real rapper, you know. But at the end of the day, I make probably more money than all those rappers. So yeah. I'll put my, I'll put my music. So it's like, it's just about how you look at it. And I own all my masters, and I always did it before the, it came cool in the last few years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So who was the smart one, or who was on, you know? But at the end of the day. Because I didn't sign that deal with them people and give them my ownership, I wasn't able to be the shining star you are. But that don't mean my music ain't better than yours. That just means you with the right machine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So at the end of the day, I can go and do a show. And, and uh, especially in my area, we got still tipping. We got to check up on it. 
you know, we got some solidified records. Me and Gwen did a few. Gwen's that funny, like you know, like so. Yeah, I, had a, I did a few records where you know it'll it'll last on both sides. Yeah, you did records with Gwen, Beyonce, check on you. Did we went number did one, me and B went number one with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I can hold that. That's cool. I still get you know invited to certain stuff. <laughs> nice, nice man. Yeah. Well, look. How did you get that knowledge when you were younger to know that you need to own your masters? Yo, because so many, so many of our young talent over the years to, just doesn't have that knowledge. Like it was, uh, it was what I'm telling you. It was an underground music, man. I was selling mixtapes since I was 17 in high school. So immediately when I knew I had to bring watch back five dollars on the tape and eight on the CD, and I knew I was gonna sell uh, ten thousand CDs that month. I knew what I was going to make. I knew my self-value at, from day one. So when I would go to New York and they would give me a fancy dinner and a ride around town and offer me $250,000, i would be like, nah, y'all crazy. It's cool out here, but I get more money than that in Texas. I'm not going to give you this, you know, not give away that. You know, I knew how much I, wor- I was worth already. You know, so a lot of kids don't know what they work. They just put their career in somebody else's hands, and that's when they usually get the you know, the best end of the stick or whatever. So it's like, you know, that's what I, I was able to do the underground music and, um, you know, know myself value to the point where I wasn't willing to give up. I look at it as a rent house, you know, and it's going to be forever there. I, I make about three a year and <laughs> make three rent houses and just let them, you know, pay. And that's how I go. Yo, Black Queen out now, Slim. Thank you for the interview. I need a, th- a million dollar loan if you can send that to one. me. I need to go find <laughs> <I need $1. laughs> Now you got it. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I got it. Though it's good. I ain't even mad. You know, so we're gonna be all right. Prayers up for Texas, and thank you for the interview, man. It's good to see you again. It's been a minute, me too, boss. And I hope we can, I hope we can connect soon, man, because I really want some advice on the construction business. Man, bro. anytime, bro. Let me know. Subscribe to my channel and turn your notifications on so you can be first in line to know when I post. I appreciate all the love and support, and I'll see you guys here next time for another episode of Live with DJ Sus One.